about one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. We will make America great again. Welcome to Team Trump Online. for watching War Room Weekly. When it turns out that Donald Trump's campaign platform was the prescription for the American worker. He is quite clearly the leader to return us to that stature. Tim, clearly Joe Biden has lost touch with reality. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good night. Hello and welcome to another edition of Team Trump Online's War Room Weekly, where we take a closer look at the contrast between President Trump's excellent record of accomplishment for the American people versus Joe Biden's record of failure and terrible ideas for the future. I'm Tim Murtaugh, Communications Director for the Trump 2020 campaign, and we are happy to be joined today by Mercedes Schlapp, Senior Advisor to the Trump campaign. Mercy, good to see you. Great to be here. I'm in actually Wisconsin in Green Bay. So we'll be spending some days here. We've got the Women for Trump bus tour uh, going through Wisconsin uh, Sunday, of course. And we're just so delighted to be here. We're going to be on the road through election. So I won't see you too much, Tim, I think, in the office. As I'm very sorry about that. And yeah, just say uh, you're going to miss me. Come on, just try, try. Yes, we will miss you here for, for sure, Mercy. And it's good to, good to know that you are in Wisconsin, and Joe Biden could not be bothered to make the trip to Milwaukee to give his own speech at his own uh, nomination at the DNC. So good to know. <laughs> also joining us is Deneen Borelli, a member of the Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board. Deneen, good to see you, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Good to see both of you. So, of course, the big news of this past week was Joe Biden's selection of Kamala Harris as his number two on the ticket, his vice presidential choice rounding out the most extreme liberal ticket in American political history. And here at the Trump campaign, we were, of course, ready for it. Minutes after the announcement, we began defining the Harris-Biden ticket. Take a look. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala, perfect together, wrong for America. Kamala Harris, who dropped out of the Democrat primaries before a single vote was cast a couple of weeks before the Iowa caucuses even, she's already failed once as a, president, a presidential candidate, as we know, and she joins Joe Biden, who has already failed twice before. So they've got an extreme leftist agenda, and it really, truly excites no one. Uh, Deneen, we'll start with you. Kamala Harris, nothing exciting. The woman is a hypocrite. Uh, she's a phony, which is something we've been pointing out with the campaign. But the two of them fit together like hand and glove because Joe Biden is a serial plagiarist. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, Mercy, this is this is the without question, the most extreme radical leftist ticket that American politics uh, has ever seen, right? 
Yes, but you got to love it. Of course, Tim, the New York Times, they go and they say that she's a pragmatic moderate. That's the line that they use. Uh, and we've seen some Twitter action happening around the former Obama speechwriter calling that hilarious. The New York Times, what the media is saying, their narrative of her being a moderate, because he, he admits this former, former Obama speechwriter that she is a liberal. And in fact, she was ranked as the most liberal senator in the Senate. We are not dealing with a moderate Democrat, you know, what they call the blue dog Democrats. No way. She has aligned herself with the likings of Bernie Sanders when it comes to co-sponsoring the socialized medicine legislation that we know would eliminate over 180 million private health insurance plans. So please, when you're out there, make sure that you realize that this is not moderate, Kamala. This is total far-left California liberal, Kamala. Yeah, exactly right. She actually was rated the most liberal senator in the United States Senate in the year 2019, even more liberal than Bernie Sanders. And so for the New York Times to say that she is some sort of pragmatic moderate is a joke. And uh, it's actually good to see the Obama crew laughing about the moderate label and saying, you know, if that's moderate, boy, you know, I don't know what the New York Times actually uh, uses to make those judgments. Uh, the news media, speaking of the New York Times, tends to make a big deal out of the VP pick. And Kamala Harris has been no exemption uh, in this week. But uh, in this case, it is, in fact, a big deal. We know that Joe Biden has already said that he is a transitional candidate, meaning he is planning to soon turn over the reins to his number two. That makes Kamala Harris sort of Joe Biden's political living will. And she brings with her all of the radical extreme ideas you would expect from a California liberal. Let's take a look. Um, I have always supported Medicare for all. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. So, um, yes. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I will vote for it. I think we should have that conversation. Espinoza was gunned down with an AK-47 by a 21-year-old gang member. Harris held a news conference. No death penalty. I mean, I support a mandatory buyback program. Uh, this person could be the nominee in, in 2024 and may, uh, God forbid, be called into service before then. So she just drags Joe Biden to the left. The extremist radical takeover of Joe Biden is complete. Mercy, isn't that right? No, no kidding. I mean, I think that we have a, it, there's a dangerous reality here, which is the fact that while you have many in the media praising this pick, everyone knows in the back of their minds that she would be the one to, to, be the shadow president, let's be real, because Joe Biden is so diminished. And looking at her record, it's very striking to watch that, for example, she is in favor of sanctuary cities. I mean, we've talked about the fact that she has been on the wrong side when it comes to prosecuting individuals, where she won't be tough in terms of, uh, of supporting the death penalty 
for the cop killer or the MS-13 gang member, but then putting parents who failed to put their kids in school, putting them in jail. It makes no sense. Plus, she applauded Eric Garcetti, the LA mayor, for cutting $150 million from the LAPD. And that is just so striking. It just shows how weak she is in terms of not standing by any sense, standing her ground or standing by her morals or principles. She shifts with the wind. And it's very clear that her goal is to uh, support the leftist agenda, that of Bernie Sanders, that of AOC. And there is no sense of her running in the middle, which is interesting because during an election, you run in the middle normally. Any candidate during a general election runs in the center. This is not the case of this Democrat party. They are making a fundamental shift to the left to fundamentally transform America. That, that's exactly right. And, and Deneen, have you ever, since you know, you've been watching politics for a little while here, and, and have you ever seen a ticket uh, combined, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that has, in fact, in the general election, continued to run to the left? And really, there's no, there's no, much, there's no room farther for them to get to the left. Have you ever seen this before? No, I, I haven't. It's unprecedented. And I, I totally agree with what, what Mercedes just said. Uh, they want to fundamentally transform America, but on a whole different level. This is not the Democrat Party from just a few years ago. They are off the charts with their radical ideas and their radical policy and agendas. And it's all about bigger government. It's all about power and control. They want to dictate to Americans from the cradle to the grave every aspect of their lives. And Kamala Harris, I said before, she's a hypocrite. She's also shameless. She would say and do anything to be in the White House. It wasn't that long ago that she went after Joe Biden for hanging out with segregationists early on in his political career. He did so to advance his career, essentially. So he didn't care about Black Americans then. He doesn't care about Black Americans now. Kamala pointed that out. But all of that doesn't matter because now she is lockstep with him side by side just because she wants to maintain some power and control. I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and that's where we get the uh, the phony label, which uh, we, we saw in the, in the first ad that we ran here just in this show. So let's get into how Harris actually does drag Joe Biden all the way to the left on health care. Very important to voters this time around. She stands squarely with Bernie Sanders on the socialist government takeover of healthcare. You support uh, the Medicare for All bill, I think initially co-sponsored co by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co-sponsor yes. on, on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. There you have it. Uh, let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Outlying pri outlawing private insurance, that is the health insurance that people uh, get through their employers, that means 180 million Americans would be forced into a government program with no choices. That's bad for Americans. Uh, uh, Deneen, I mean, voters rejected this when she ran in the Democrat primary, and I don't know why she thinks it'll be palatable this time around. Yeah, because she's uh, tone deaf, disconnected, and I'd like to also add she's arrogant. Uh, again, she doesn't care about individualism, individualism or personal responsibility or people wanting to be able to make choices for themselves and for their families. No, we're going to do away with your, your health care, whether you like it or not. I mean, how dare she? 
She also wants to provide health care for illegal aliens. Now think about that for a minute. That means you, me, and all taxpayers will be paying for people who shouldn't be here in the first place, paying for their health insurance. And meanwhile, she's going to tell us that she's going to take our health care away if she's in the White House. It is unbelievably outrageous. And I hope voters are paying attention because these are not just words from these uh, left-wing Democrat politicians. They mean action. Yeah, mercy, liberal, extreme, radical on health care and everything else. Everything else. We're talking about open borders. We're talking about decriminalizing illegal uh, border crossings. It is. It just goes down the list. It's talking about banning fracking. It's about really a war, an attack on, on not only the American worker and the American family, but on our country. Because we have been able to achieve so much under President Trump, meaning we've become a country that's energy independent, we've been able to sustain a strong economy despite the fact that we've had this artificial interruption of coronavirus. Uh, the policies that... Harris Biden. I'm going to change the ticket around, okay, Tim? It's going to be Harris Biden. It's not going to be Biden Harris, okay? That yeah, it, just sh- <laughs> it just shows uh, that they are willing to not only is it government takeover, government expansion, intrusion into our lives, but it also would lead to significant job loss, especially when you're supporting programs and and legislation like the Green New Deal, which we know would cost millions of jobs, about 10 million jobs in the energy industry. And we know that their focus on raising our taxes would have a huge impact on the middle class, impacting about 82% of Americans. And the mere fact that she opposed USMCA, let's talk about that, Tim. I mean, you're thinking of the fact that this is a bipartisan piece of legislation, something that the president renegotiated, approved by Mexico, approved by Canada, helping American workers in states like Pennsylvania and states like Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, she ended up not even supporting USMCA, a better trade deal for our farmers and our manufacturers. And let me tell you, they've got something coming to them because our economy cannot afford a Harris-Biden ticket. It would be destructive to helping us rebuild and strengthen our economy once again and get our get ourselves to a point where we are in a strong position uh, for the next four years. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, NAFTA. Joe Biden, as we know, voted for NAFTA and Kamala Harris voted to keep it. So there you have, they're, they're sort of the NAFTA twins here. And, and as we know, the president... Twins. Like replaced. That. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, the, write it down. Um, <clears throat> the president replaced NAFTA and vastly improved it with USMCA. And that's so important in states like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan and Wisconsin, all the manufacturing states. And it's important for our farmers and, and dairy. Uh, it's really just the auto industry. Let's not forget that. So it's all very important. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, stood as opponents of everything that the president uh, actually achieved. So that's bad, but it gets worse with Biden and Harris. They would devastate the economy on a lot of levels. Biden and Harris are right there together with trillions of dollars in new taxes, at least $4 trillion in new taxes. They would, of course, repeal President Trump's tax cuts, and they are coming after Americans' jobs. With the radical Green New Deal, they would target the energy industries with the 10 million jobs that are associated with those. 
And in states like Pennsylvania that depend on the natural gas industry, fracking, as it's called, for jobs, that's gone. In a state like Pennsylvania, 600,000 jobs wiped out. So let's, let's take a look. Speaking of fracking, let's take a look at this clip. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yes, and, 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 starting, and starting with what we can do on day one around public lands, right? And, um, and then there has to be legislation. But, yes, and this is something I've taken on in California. I have a history of working on this issue. And to your point, um, and, you know, the, we have to just acknowledge that the residual impact of fracking is enormous in terms of the impact on the health and safety of communities. Yeah, so thank you. There you go. So uh, Kamala Harris, she says that she has a history. That's good to know. Glad that she, for once, is being honest about something. Biden and Harris are coming for people's jobs. Deneen, uh, we should listen. When they say that this is what they're going to do, we should listen, right? Oh, you, you have to listen to them. And voters need to wake up. Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, all of these uh, energy-producing states we're talking great paying jobs, not minimum wage, which Democrats are always screaming about minimum wage jobs. These are great paying jobs. And not only that, as Mercedes mentioned earlier, we are energy independent under President Trump, which is amazing. We don't have to rely on these foreign countries, especially those that are hostile to America and our way of life. Uh, so we're talking good paying jobs. We're talking cheap, reliable, affordable energy. I don't know what these Democrats are thinking. You plug something into the wall and like, where do they think this energy is coming from? <laughs> They're living in a fantasy world yeah. and people need to wake up and realize that uh, if they get into the White House, the next day our country is going to be upside down. But I really don't believe they're going to get into the White House because their policies and ideas are just so crazy. They are un just unbelievably off the charts. Yeah, that's funny. You if you plug something into the wall, what do they think? That the electricity fairy came again, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, funny, Tim. So, I mean, this is about... What's that? I said, you're funny, Tim. That was a good one. I got to use that one. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. The, um, so they, they would be devastating, devastating across all categories, really, economically. Um, they're bad on trade because they both supported NAFTA, and they're bad on energy policies because they would get rid of fracking. They want to raise taxes by at least $4 trillion. And, and Americans know that President Trump already built the world's best economy once, and he's in the process of doing it again. And there is no way on earth that Biden and Harris can convince Americans that it would be time to change horses when the economy is already roaring back under the existing Trump policies. I mean, uh, Mercy, isn't that really the correct way to see it? Oh, absolutely. I think it's very important to understand. Look, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And even through this very difficult time that's impacted all of our lives, uh, we've seen our economy be able to sustain the blow. I mean, just last month, we created 1.8 million jobs. Uh, you look at the past two to three months, that means that we've recovered about 40% of the jobs that we lost during this time. With that being said, I think it's really important to understand because Biden and Harris, uh, they addressed this issue in their speech where they literally lied. They were saying how our economy is the worst that it's been since the Great Depression. That's not accurate. It was Biden, Obama, Biden economy that was the weakest, the slowest recovery that we've seen since the Great Depression. You're talking about it took them two years to recover 
40% of the jobs lost, which it ended up taking us two to three months to recover about 40% of the jobs. I think that's very important because they are outright lying in that speech. And, and you know, President Trump, time and time again, we just saw this, the, the productivity rate has increased by 7%. It's like we're seeing things happen in our economy because the president put in effective economic policies, better trade deals, getting rid of job-killing regulations that have helped to build a robust economy. His goal, let's reopen our economy safely, let's reopen our schools safely. And while Biden and Harris are blaming the president for closing the schools and blaming him for coronavirus, I just think that they are using the pain of the people during this time for their own political gain. And I just don't think it's gonna work as a political strategy. No, and it's not. It's actually really sort of pathetic and, and sickening if you think of it, because yep. every time, you know, every time that these jobs numbers have come out the last three months, the three straight jobs that are the top three job creation months in the history of this country. You just know when the jobs numbers are coming out, Joe Biden and his whole team are sitting there hoping for bad news, uh, hoping yes. that Americans continue suffering because it's good for them politically. So final thoughts here uh, as we as we go to towards the uh, to the end of the of the program final thoughts here the contrast really could not be more clear here you have on one side president trump and his great record of success and his optimism for the greatness of america in the future he built it once and he is going to build it a second time and on the other side you have the most radical extreme ticket in the history of this country. And they look around and they say that America was broken at its founding. It has been broken for 244 years and it remains broken today. And Joe Biden is the candidate who, if he identifies a problem and something that he says needs fixing, the, the, the most salient question to Joe Biden is, you've been in Washington DC for 47 years, including eight years as vice president. If you think something's wrong, why didn't you do anything about it in your half century in Washington? President Trump has done so much in less than four years and Joe Biden has had 47 years to, to do anything and he's got nothing to show for it. And now he's being uh, dragged along by the extreme left wing of his own party. Kamala Harris uh, really is his political living will. Um, and so Deneen, Thank you very much for being with us on the show. Final thoughts here as, as we head to the end. I totally agree with everything you just laid out there, Tim. And I hope voters will take another look at what the left are pushing and the accomplishments that we have seen under President Trump prior to the virus. Thank you. And uh, Mercy, final thoughts? Okay, here, yes. So rather than a final thought, Tim, I have a final question. Will it be ha Kamala Harris who shows up to the debate or Joe Biden? What do you think, Tim? <laughs> Place your I don't know. You, you, they are <laughs> racking their brains trying to find ways to get to keep Joe Biden from showing up on debate, debate night. That is for sure. I know. Well, I just have to say, look, for all of you watching, it is this election. When they say it is the most critical election, it is the most critical election of our lifetime. And it is why we need everyone to get involved because of the fact that what we are seeing is not your grandfather's Democrat Party anymore. What you're seeing are far left elements penetrating this country and they need to be stopped. And the only person who can stop that is President Trump. If we wanna see a strong economy, if we wanna see safe communities, if we wanna ensure that we keep our workers and our families strong, it's because of President Trump. And we cannot allow this Biden Kamala ticket uh, to be able to gain any momentum because of the, well, they have this DNC convention coming up this week 
and they're going to put out all their establishment folks. It's going to be glittery Hollywood celebrities. That is not America. Okay, we have to realize that our goal right now is to ensure that which is making sure that people really truly understand that this is a liberal ticket that is not running in the center, but pushing, trying to push America far to the left. And it is our goal to stop this by reelecting President Donald J. Trump. Absolutely. And uh, we appreciate your time, Mercy and Deneen. Uh, Mercy, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. And Deneen Borelli, thank you very much again for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Thanks. And to all of our viewers, thank you. And join us again next week for another edition of War Room Weekly on Team Trump Online. Before you go, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, or like our page here. And don't forget to download the Trump 2020 app, which is truly the best way to stay connected to the campaign. You can volunteer, make voter phone calls, and earn prizes uh, by using the points that you rack up. And you can uh, turn in those points for such things as a picture of yourself with President Trump. The app is, in avail is available in the App Store right now. So until next week, I'm Tim Murtaugh. Thanks for watching.